putting the mental in fundamental. It's the Drew Marshall Show on Joy 1250. Thanks for tuning in. You are listening to the Dreaming the Dreaming Marshall Show. The Dreamy Marshall Show. <laughs> I don't think I've ever stumbled like that ever. This before. is why we did this part right now. We're streaming streaming live at DrewMarshall.ca on the MyJoy Radio app and iTunes or Google Play and across the GTA on AM twelve fifty Joy Radio. Thanks for tuning in. We're here each Saturday, one to five. And um, uh, this is our April Fool's Day special. I need to say a couple things before we continue. First of all, I had one of the best sleeps I've ever had in my life last night. Really? I am more in the and pocket you, today than I've ever been. I've been so foggy. You rarely have sleeps I'm good saying, before the show. Yeah. I'm, Friday nights, I'm always up. Was this with the raccoon or after the raccoon? No, this is two days after the raccoon. Okay. Yeah. That scared me. That's why, because now yeah. you're, you're, you're confident about your sleep because you can't be scared more than that. No. How to fire a millennial. Are they the biggest fools on the planet? It's our April Fool's Day special, and today I'm going to try to teach our interns, Jessica, Elise, and Jay, how not to get fired. I'm so in the pocket, man. What does that Unfortunately, mean? Unfortunately, someone else's pocket. Yeah. Um, how not to get fired from the real jobs they hope to get in the future uh, by speaking with employment lawyer Leslie J. Smith, who's back in the house. Leslie has been on the show before, many times, a couple times, three times, I think, maybe. Three? I have no idea. Once, twice, three times, maybe. I thought it was once. Maybe I was just trying to block that bad memory. And by the way, if you're an employer, you want to tune in to find out how to legally get rid of one of the most despised demographic of employees today. Drew Marshall. The millennial. I didn't say that. You said that. I want to start by suggesting, I think I know the law, right? This is me. Okay. I think I know how to fire millennials. Can I give you some some top 10 ideas for how to fire millennials? Yep. Go right ahead. All right. So for those of you unfortunate enough to have a millennial working for you, <clears throat> here are the top 10 ways to fire them. Can we have some top 10 music? Uh, I'll have to try and find some. Okay. You just work on that, and, um, and I'll start with uh, number 10. <clears throat> number 10, just wait another month. Most likely they are ready for a job change anyway if they've been at your company for over a year. Oh, that's what we, did you hear what he did? This is our top ten. You know, it's a lot of reading. How long is this drum roll? I'll just just do it up for each one. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a seven-minute drum roll. You have to say something. Forget it. The bit's gone. Uh, Number nine. Change the HR policy to refer to all employees with a numerical designation. Actually, just have them read whatever HR manual you can get your hands on. Anything like that should be good enough. Number eight, assign them to a project in the Black Forest or in the Sahara Desert. My understanding is that Internet access is severely limited. In this case, it doesn't matter if they quit or accept a position. (laughs) Number seven, call their parents and tell them why you have to fire their son or daughter. Most likely, they are still living at home and will take the news better from their parents. (laughs) Number six, on how to fire a millennial. Wait till they show up for work at lunchtime. (laughs) 
and then <laughs> schedule a two-hour meeting. With any luck, they'll simply quit. Number five, call the millennial in HR and tell them to deal with it. Number four, call the local Starbucks and put a message on their soy milk latte that says you're fired. Number three, post a list of active employees on Facebook. If their name isn't on it, that list, then they shouldn't show up for work. Oh. Number two, close the health club at work. With any luck, they'll quit. And number one, the number one way to fire a millennial... Post the notice on WhatsApp, just in case they're using a mobile device not approved by your work. Nice. <laughs> Ten ways to fire millennials. Are any of those legal, Leslie Smith? No, I don't think so. Oh, too bad. Sorry. That one. <laughs> this is a quick interview. Thank you very much, Leslie Smith. Sorry, Drooly. Drooly, <laughs> Drooly, I say I'm unto drooly. you. It's the, dre- the Dreamy Marshall Show. <laughs> Um, I've just discovered how hard it is for employers to hire employees. I've just yes. discovered how hard that is. Yep. I, I it is it is, is it is it always been this way, or is it just because we're we're so politically correct and soft in this country? Is it easier to fire people in other countries? Oh, okay. Well, how, which question would you like okay, me to answer right. first? What I'm astounded <laughs> with is how many how many hoops employers have to go through. Yeah, it's become complex. But the, to answer the first question. How hard is it to hire somebody? Do you mean hire somebody good? Right. Uh, I think it's hard. So one of your pushbacks on how to fire people is hire them right. Yes. Is that right? Absolutely. With paper it properly so you have an employment agreement or offer letter with an out clause and everything. So let's say there's a a 20-something, right, you know, early 20s little entitled punk who works somewhere, and uh, and they've been there for a little bit, and then you discover that they're just they're just gossipy and bad mouthy and negative and and complaining, and they're poisoning the rest of the staff. Right. What is the best way to get rid of that person? Uh, fire them with a package. What does it mean? Well, it just means you, you give them cash. Mm, well, if they if you don't have an employment agreement that dictates how much severance pay, you you can get rid of them. That with, then you're going to have to come up with something because somebody who's complaining, that's not a reason to just oust somebody. Without, Are you kidding me? Without, no, okay, let me, you're a bit confused. I am. As usual. Stop it. Okay, so. This one here, eh? <laughs> I know. Well, you did ask me. Okay. So you What do I do? You, first of all, uh, okay, you can, you, in this country, non-union employees can be terminated with or without cause. If it's with cause, Mm -hmm. it means you can just get them out immediately, no notice, no pay. Give me an example of cause. Oh, something serious like uh, theft. So something illegal. Something, well, yes, and illegal, but also serious that breaches the the trust between the employee and employer. But isn't the employee bad-mouthing the employer breaching the trust? Well, right. That's something new you didn't mention before. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, if they're going to badmouth them. Um, but anymore, most of the time, they need a warning letter. A warning letter. Yeah. So, which, which very clearly <laughs> says, this is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And if we, do, if we catch you doing it again, right. then your you're employment gone. will be terminated with cause, and yep. therefore without a severance package. But I would imagine most people don't want to get into the with cause thing. So they fire somebody without cause. Yeah. Are you allowed to do that as yeah. long as you do it right? Yes. And how do you do? How do you fire someone without cause right? 
uh, with a ta- uh, with notice or pay in lieu or some combination. And what right. is the, how do you figure out how much notice? And by the way, most people don't want to give no like they don't want to say you're fired in four weeks if yes. this person is a jerk and you want to get rid of them. Right. You don't want to you don't want them around for four weeks once you've announced no. that they're fired. <clears throat> no, because sometimes they can sabotage the business and steal things and whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, so you have to decide on a case by case basis. You really have to know your employee. So when employers come to me and they say I want to terminate this person, then we talk about that person. What's the psychographics there? What are they? Are they difficult? Are they going to? Will they work out well if they work through their notice? Or are they going to? Are they going to poison the rest of the workforce? Right. And because it's key. I mean, especially in a small co- uh, company, you don't want to have somebody around who's spoiling the morale for everybody else because yeah. you can actually lose customers over it. Yeah. And I've seen it. So uh, so if you're going to, if you've got an employee that is probably better just walked off the premises, then you, you do it properly with a letter of reference, say not, something good about them to help them find another job. You give no. them their, Yes. Why would I write a letter of reference or any employer write a letter of reference to a putt? Okay. Or for a putt's. I'd use the wrong word. Well, this is really a politically correct free zone, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. Yeah. It really is, isn't it? Okay. Uh, no, because here's the deal. Look, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> we're already talking about millennials, yeah. and they're entitled anyway, right? That's the that's the number one thing everyone says about them, and then they push back with, well, we might be entitled, but you know, we have to, we have no jobs, and we can't make money, and we're in debt, and poor us, and they just wham their way out of their job description. <laughs> So n- now you're saying, well, we need to reward them for being jerks. We need to reward them for being entitled and selfish and, and lazy. No, it's not rewarding them for bad behavior. It's it's giving them notice so that they can... F- but you said write a letter of reference. Well, only to help them find another job. I don't care. Well, but it, it does matter because it's... It, see, what happens is if you... If you fire somebody, and I've seen companies do this, and they come to me after they've done it, and after they've made all the mistakes, and then they're <laughs> dealing with a law, a lawsuit or a, a nasty lawyer on the other side. So you, you might as well just do it right, even if the person isn't working out, even if, even if you don't like them. Mm-hmm. Do it right, because then they have less to complain about. They're less likely to go and get a nasty lawyer. and then it, yeah. Because small companies can be actually financially ruined sure. by a lawsuit. Right. So, right. so no matter how much you, may, you might dislike, the employee, which is actually immaterial. You need to just do it within the confines of the law as we know it. Okay. So that that they they just move along and then you get, give them something relatively decent in terms of money. They get the release back and you're done with them. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's talk about working under the table. Under the table. Wow. It's it's I know it's hard. Uh, it's no, hard to move around under uh, a table. So uh, when somebody is um, has is has agreed to be paid uh, under the table, which yeah. is um, I- illegal, I believe, is it not? Uh, well, I mean, okay, we we all know servers in a restaurant. Um, they're, they're not claiming tips. their tips. Yeah, I mean, the cases under the courts understand that tips are are. But right. That's I mean, is it illegal? Probably with CRA. Mm-hmm. So if there's any under the but if if an employee if an employee has been working under the table yep. and the employer fires that employee, right? Does the employee have a leg to stand on? For what? What do you think, you girls? Who said no? We had a we had a no from Elise, the the uh, lawyer lawyer in the corner here. <laughs> lawyer in training. Yes. Well, we call her a lit. Uh, well, I would say sure. I mean, they have a they have an opportunity to get some pay in lieu of notice. The question for them is, why would they 
risk the <laughs> risk having CRA come and say, well, okay, now you owe us all this back tax. Same yeah. thing for the employer, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just not worth people. So why don't people just move along? If an employee is working somewhere and they know it's not a good fit, go away. Okay, I'll tell you why. Because people are emotionally unintelligent. I'm Hmm. sorry to tell you this. Oh, maybe you know already. (laughs) I'm very aware. You're very aware. Yeah, because people today do feel, I think, some people, not everybody, but some people do feel entitled. Mm. And... um, and even if they're uh, acting out at the workplace, they still feel entitled, right? Mm-hmm. So those folks just say, well, I, you know, I don't care if I'm being difficult. I want you to pay me something. Well, in the old days when I was a kid, people were more accountable for their emotions and they were more mature, I think. Mm-hmm. And if somebody was acting out, they'd say, you know what, I'm right. I better pull up my socks and go somewhere else. Have a little bit of pride and dignity not Thank to you. go back into, the, Thank you. Not to back into the mess that they just made. Yeah. So I'm not saying I'm not saying all millennials are difficult. My experience is different, but I haven't had a lot of experience with millennials. Mm-hmm. I got three of my own, mm-hmm. but um, and I I'm, I'm a sole practitioner, so I, my assistant is older than I am. So <laughs> I have really very little experience. I have, but I've seen if you want to call it millennial like. Behavior, behavior from from, mid- all ages. from middle aged people, <laughs> yeah, right? That's true. So, that's true. so it really depends. Uh, it actually really uh, depends on somebody's emotional intelligence. Okay, so as an employer, <clears throat> yep. If an employer out there listening is going to hire a millennial mm-hmm. or anyone, no, specifically a, men- a millennial, okay. because because um, I think we're going into this with the mindset of this may not work. Um, because, and if, when it doesn't work, all of a sudden this, this kid is going to go, what do you mean? Does I should have to, I can stay if I want to stay, you know, that sort of entitled thing. Mm -hmm. So I am trying to protect employers from millennials. Okay. Okay. What is the best way? What's the best advice you have for employers to, to protect them from getting into millennial messes? It's easy. You create, get, get yourself an employment lawyer that you, you like, who's good and get Put an offer to offer letter together that has a probation period clause in it, so you can get rid of somebody within the first sixty or ninety days with no obligation. Okay. Because what's the longest probation? Ninety days. I would say ninety days. Okay. And because you don't, that's usually when you see when someone isn't going to work out right. in the culture. If you can't figure it out within three months that this person's a putz, then that, you're a putz. Yeah. Well, okay. Again, that you said that. Okay. So anyway, because yeah. um, it's your show. It is. Yeah. So uh, and then and the then in that off, that's the, the putz clause. clause. <laughs> that's the Andy putz clause. Yeah. That's the. That's Santa's younger brother. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so there's the probation clause. So that's the early eject clause, mm-hmm. and then we have the um, exit clause, uh, which is you know after your probation, we can terminate your employment and pay you statutory entitlements only, and that has to be properly drafted. So that minimizes the the, the outlay of cash at mm-hmm. the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one would be to put in a, me- this is what I do, I put mediation arbitration clauses in my employment agreements I draft because it it avoids litigation. So you can't even go I don't to, understand to lit- that. You just used lots of syllables. Oh, sorry. Too many, too many consonants? Way too many too vowels? Many. <laughs> okay, sorry. He can barely handle the word millennial. Yeah, so. yeah I know. He's having a hard time. So what, what do you mean? I don't understand um, Okay, that. so, in, so on a mediation arbitration clause, 
basically says any disputes that arise out of this relationship will have to be resolved through mediation, yeah. which I'll explain what that is in a second, and or arbitration, but not litigation. So in other words, you can't start a lawsuit. And the lawsuits are expensive. They mm. take time. Mm -hmm. um, they cost a lot of money. Mediation is the process of a third-party neutral coming in to try to settle right. uh, difference between right. two which people. Which is what you do. Yeah, I do that as well. And so if you have a mediation arbitration clause, it it means there can be no litigation if we can't resolve our differences and you and uh, so it's basically writing that <laughs> says if you're a jerk you can't sue us or, or you, you can't, can't sue us that's stuff. right yeah yeah it usually leaves off the you're if you're a jerk right, part. but right. if i mean the, the if rest it doesn't of work there. out here you can't sue us correct right so it has to, any disputes have to be resolved through mediation which is faster and cheaper okay what about contracts <laughs> i've heard of these sorts of things yeah that's uh, what i'm talking about oh employment agreement contracts written i'm talking about the same no thing. that's not what i meant that's not oh. what i meant um like term like uh um, oh yeah term contracts yeah that's yeah, what i mean like f you're going to work from this day to that day yeah. yeah and then and then when that ends you reevaluate and you go okay you're good we're going to do it again and you sign another. For example, can yeah. you keep going with like a, a, a um, um, the purgatory of parole? Uh, you know, three months, not parole. What's the thing? Pro probation. Probation. Purgatory yeah. parole. You see where my mind goes. Um, <laughs> so three months, and then at the end of three months, you go, okay, yeah, it's working. Let, you're going to go on another three-month no, thing. No. Why, can, why? Because it's it introduces uncertainty, and the courts don't allow it. So it, it could be a constructive dismissal. It, yeah. I'm telling you, it's the shark-infested waters of employment law. I think anyone who's running a company and doesn't have an employment lawyer in their in, in the stable, they're really being foolish. Well, of course you're going to say that because you're an employment lawyer. Well. Cha-ching. Oh, see what he did? I oh, didn't say that. Did I say that? I that? didn't say Sorry. that. Let's bring in the anti-putz no, clause. No, let me just tell you, honestly, that in the world we live in with with people with the, the, we are living in a time of professional blame shift it's not my problem it's your problem you did me wrong i'm going to i'm going to sue you i'm going to yeah. come after you well, it's that's, your issue you're making my point that's kind of what i'm saying yeah. you're making my point yeah. thank you so yeah so you can't you can't do the revolving door probation periods once you've done your probation period it's over you have to make your decision if you're going to keep somebody on that's why you want to have a termination clause in a offer letter or employment agreement because after they've um, exceeded the probation period right. then and then if it turns out some they want to get rid of somebody for whatever reason then you have this nice exit clause which doesn't require figuring out what you have to pay it's it's when you have to figure it out that's when it gets messy Folks, we are in the middle of a segment called How to Fire a Millennial, the Biggest Fools on the Planet. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to help our interns, Jessica, Elise, and Jay, how not to get fired from their real jobs after they uh, finish interning uh, wherever they're interning. I guess they're interning. They're, here. they're interning here, yeah. actually, as I understand it. So what, do, what <laughs> advice do you give to these two meatheads in the corner here? What do you say to them? Meatheads. Yeah. Don't forget the terminology. <laughs> okay. What do you say to them? What do I say? Well, as employees now. Now we're switching yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So do your research. Make sure that when you apply to, to a place, you really want to work there. And once you get a job, try to fit in and don't be the person who tries to change everything while you're there because that just never works. So, you know, fit in with – that's why – do your research. Find out – talk to other people who work there. See if it's the culture that you want to be in or if it fits you. And then w once you're there, then uh, – um, you know, d don't don't tr become difficult. Don't be difficult because it just it never works. 
It just never works. So if you don't like a place, uh, then go somewhere else. It's you know? so amazing. Well, again, it baffles me how, uh, how the millennial mindset says, no, I'm going to stay here. I have a right to stay here, even though there's there's problems. There's not my problems. Yeah. Uh, and and I deserve to. Why am I not? Why haven't I been promoted? I've been here three months. I deserve a promotion. Yeah. No. You want me to? You want me to show up at what nine? Net nine? Well, something. See, that, Come on. That, that's ten. But, truly, that's where the employment agreement is so important, the offer letter that yeah. sets out the hours and the, what you're doing and what you're paid to do and who you report to and all this good stuff, including how much am I going to get paid if I uh, have, to get, have to go. You have no idea how many employers I've spoken to who have had issues with millennials and getting rid of them. Yeah. Even to the point where their mommies come in with them. You know, 22-year-olds yes. <laughs> and their mommies come in. That's so sad. Like, what is that? That's sad. That's sad with a capital S. See, I deal with that as a teacher too, like with like oh, report cards and oh, parent-teacher interviews. Absolutely, it's gone from like, why are you failing my child to why is my child failing teacher? Okay. What to age group are you teaching? I'm teaching high school. Oh gosh. <laughs> no, no, you you have you have parents challenging uh, you yeah. because their child isn't doing well in class well, and, it, and it's your fault. Yeah, so so you have to just say, I'm sorry, but the, this kid is not doing the work that they have to do. Not my child. Can you fire uh, Well, okay, wake up. Wake up, right? You should have an employment clause. Yes, the anti-putz classroom. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to just, yeah, well, see, this is, I, this is, this is this whole shift the blame, you know, it's all that, like you were mentioning, it's a, it's a culture of shifting blame, yeah. right? So I spoke to someone the other day about this, and they said uh, that one of the guys on the team came in and stank, just stank, uh -oh. like bad B.O. when it was a high-class place this person was running or whatever. And, and he said to the kid, look, dude, you can't stank coming in here and working. you got to put some deodorant on. I'll go out and buy you some, all right, and you'll have, we'll have it here if you don't have any. Because the, the family were the, uh, the tree-hugging armpit hair-growing hippies who didn't believe in putting stuff in the armpits, except crystals or whatever, you know. <laughs> Um, and so, it, but the kids stank. Well, it turned out it was illegal to say that you stink. Come on. Illegal? How so? Well, that's what I'm asking you. I, uh, how so? I don't think so. <laughs> so you're allowed to say to somebody, you stink, you can't work here anymore. Well, I think, I think you need to find a different way to phrase that. You know, you're not, you know, there's hygiene rules that you don't seem to be following. Okay, so you use, you use a more complicated word that means you stink. Is, can you fire them? For, for, the, for, for that? being non-hygienic. Sure you can. You just have to pay them. you got to give them. That's a see, without cost. Oh, this drives me nuts. But that's you why. you got to reward stink? No, no. See, you're, you're looking at it the wrong stink. way. It's not that you're rewarding. No, you're avoiding litigation. Um, no. Oh, true. You know what I mean? You know how I'm feeling? I can feel it from here. There's a lot of angst I coming over. Oh, I can feel it. Okay, can, can we not? <laughs> <laughs> It's always a slice coming here, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is my issue: is rewarding people for being jerks. Well, again, I go back to I'm sounding like a broken record, but that's why I'm going back to the employment offer letter, the employment agreement. But then you, it's got to be 20 pages long because it's got to include everything to cover your backside. You can't stank. Now we got to write that in. Well, but there are policies on. Yeah, Elise has a. I think she has a question. Why is her hand up? Speaking of because stink. she's being polite. Yes, Elise. Look at her. What, what is the reward of losing a job? 
Like, of course, they pay you out of the company, right? So what's the reward of being paid out? But then you, you get to out. sit on your butt for a month because you've been paid for a month's wages of, I don't know, whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. So now you get to, that's a reward. And then you don't think that's a reward for being, uh, you know what, you're fired, but we don't want you to do anything to cause a ruckus. So here's some money. Now go away and... And try to find another job? Sure. It's not that easy. No, it's not easy to find work in this day and age. So then they're even more bitter. So then they want that money. Well, then they there's sh- no work out there for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you shouldn't have stank then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't have stank. When I were a lad. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. I know. Go no, on. it's there's no question that this is a trickier society. I want to talk about your book. It's called Legalese. Yeah. I don't know if I had this the last time I was here. I don't, I don't know if it was it. published. Essential so. legal strategies to protect Canadian non-union employees. Yep. By the way, that's important because union employees, there we go there, Michael, union employees are protected up the wazoo, are they not? They have the collective agreement. They can't use the court system, so they have to go through the... Um, their the, own people. The, their, the union. Right, the mafia. <laughs> Again, yeah. I didn't say that. <laughs> it's okay. I'm, I'm covered by that as a teacher. Uh, Leslie, yes, that's right. You are. Leslie yeah. J. Smith, Balb. What's Balb? Balb. Uh, B-A-L-L-B. Bachelor oh. of Arts uh, Law Degree. Okay. I thought that was your <laughs> like a new new last name there. That's right. Um, In a different country. And, and can, you, can you pass me the book again? <laughs> sure. Yeah. You don't need to have it in your hands. Bringing Healing Through the Place of Peace. Yes. So... <sighs> That is really a guidebook written for non-lawyers, so anyone with no absolutely no legal experience can understand that book. It's basically a how-to. It's like having a lawyer in your pocket, basically. What do you do it if, you know, it's like a lawyer in your briefcase. So any small business owners should, should certainly have this? Yeah, they should. I'll tell you why. Even though I've written it... T- to the employee, the smart employer will read it because there's all the tips and strategies I'm telling their employees when they come to see me. So, it's, yeah, very practical, very tip-oriented, very, very dense in terms of what's in there. Look at this. Here's some chapter titles that intrigued me at this particular point in my life. Employer terminates employment, constructive dismissal, good name for a punk band, uh, yep. frustration of employment contract, damages, another good name for a punk band, damages, uh, and extraordinary damages. That's a polka band. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This okay. is good. Thank you, Leslie. Yeah, I really appreciate I, it. Uh, Can I have this? Yeah, book? please take it. It's, uh, please my, take it. I don't want to hear from you again. I just <laughs> just never, call me, never call me again. Please. Uh, all right. We need to give the uh, website uh, to your organization because I'd like people to contact you. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's easy. What it's LeslieJSmithLaw.com. Yeah. LeslieJSmithLaw.com. And that's who we've been chatting to here on the Drew Marshall Show. Well, Anything else you want to say to your fans? My fans? Yeah. Oh, I don't have any. No, you do. Okay. <laughs> well, God bless you all. <laughs> yeah. Can I say that you, you really are somebody who, um, even in the in the, um, in the the well, especially in the in the God world, you understand the naivete that comes sometimes with, oh, you're a Christian? Oh, we'll hire you. And there's no, like, common sense goes out the window just because yeah. someone goes to the same church as you. I know. That's not a reason to hire somebody. No, it isn't. And uh, sadly, a lot of the employers that have the most difficult situations are the Christian or para-Christian organizations because they somehow don't think that they have to abide by the law or Mm. they don't think they need any assistance and it isn't true yeah Yeah. they're just they are subject to the same laws as everybody else is 
So, um, yeah, so the book will help uh, employers as so, well. So where do uh, employers go to know the, the, the new rules and regulations? Because there seem to be new rules and regulations coming down for employee, employer stuff. Is there not? Every, yeah. Is there not well, some government all, site? There's all, oh, yeah. I mean, uh, for, on what, though? What topic? Well, on, on uh, the new rules and regulations about if hiring and firing. Well, okay, so there's the Employment Standards Act. Uh, so Ministry of Labor will have um, that you should look there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to be honest, and I, I know you, you think I'm just gilding the lily, but really and truly the best thing to do is to find an employment lawyer that you want to work with and work with them. Yeah. It's You know what? It's It truly is preventive medicine, to be honest. Beautiful. I mean, if I've had... Drew, I've had uh, small companies in my office, and they're on the brink of collapse because they've been sued because they did things wrong, mm-hmm. and then then they're then they're just into it, and it's ex- so expensive to get involved with litigation where you're yeah. at the wrong end of it. So, yeah. better to just s- put some money aside in your budget every year for legals, uh, for employment. Just do your HR stuff properly, and it'll be painless. Beautiful. All right, folks, thank you to Leslie J. Smith for helping us with this segment on our April Fool's Day show called How to Fire a Millennial. April Fool's. <laughs> Leslie J. Smith Law.com. Leslie J. Smith Law.com. Yeah.